Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Hey guys, Jody Burkeen here with the Man Up God's Way podcast, and uh, this is a special edition today. I'm really excited about uh, what we've got going on here. We've got some guests that are joining us uh, today to to talk about The Blind, the new movie coming out about uh, the Duck Dynasty family, uh, Phil and Kay, and uh, if you get an opportunity, you need to go see that. That is coming out into theaters uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, make sure that you head to the theaters, and we actually have... Uh, the director from The Blind here today, Mr. Andrew Hyatt. Andrew, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I'm I'm still standing, so well, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm excited uh, for people to get out there and see it. Finally, it's been a it's been a journey. I can't I can't even imagine. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we want to hop into the to the movie and kind of get into the minutia of what it takes to to direct it and how you got involved with the uh, the Robertsons. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll probably share too much or too little, and we can go from there. But, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in Colorado. Uh, I never really uh, understood that film uh, was a job. Uh, I don't know why that never occurred to me, you know, <laughs> just like people surely don't get paid to do this. They don't get, you know, but I don't know where I thought the actors came from. I don't know where I thought the stories came from, but uh it just never occurred to me that that um, this was a career path. So I was an athlete growing up. Um, uh, went to Loyola Marymount University on a scholarship, um, and it was actually my mom um, that uh, I was uh, signed up for the business school, and she pulled me aside. Uh, oh man, it must have been six six weeks out from the from the start of the school year, and and she really was the one that said you don't seem very um, excited about this business thing. Um, is that really what, what you're interested in and you want to do? And I kind of said, well, yeah, I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do? And just get into business and all that. And she said, yeah, but this is a, an opportunity for you. There's a moment here that you could, um, you know, if there's something you want to pursue, you should try it. Uh, and, you know, I had always been interested in film, always been interested in stories. You know, I used to write my own little, you know, comic books and, 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 and stories all the time. I was just very fascinated with it. So I said, well, maybe I could try the film school. This is me not knowing that Loyola Marymount's film school is probably in the top five oh, in the wow. country. Very, wow. very, uh, <laughs> very <laughs> difficult to get into. Um, and, and by the grace of God, I just had it at an in already being there through, through the, um, through the soccer program. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I put together a portfolio maybe in a week I had to kind of, you know, go shoot a little short film and all this. And, and thankfully they, they let me in and, um, I just fell in love with it. I fell mm. in love with the people. It, it, it was the first time in my life that I was in this dorm with a bunch of just absolute nerds. And it was amazing. There was no, uh, I got to show off. I got to do this. It was like, these guys wanted to sit around and talk about old movies all night. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, and so I think just from there, I just, just fell in love with it. And um, I, I got a job in the industry. I had to work. I wasn't like a, a somebody that could um, kind of pursue film a, a, and, you know, not work. So I got a job working for a producer as an assistant and learned a ton. You know, that may come up later on in our, in our talk of, just the value of, of mentorship and, and just being around the right people and all that. Right. And um, yeah, so he, here I am, this has probably been a 20 some year journey. And uh, I'm, I think this was my eighth film that I've written and directed seventh film. Um, and uh, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I get to tell stories uh, about faith and redemption and um, it's been amazing. Awesome. So how did your, how did your story of faith and redemption come to come to play? 
Yeah. Um, how much time do we have? We've got all the time. All the time. I always tell you, I always tell people that I disciple, you need to have a two minute, a 10 minute, and a 45 minute version of your testimony ready to give. I love it. I love it. Um, I'll try for somewhere in the middle. Eight. That sounds eight and good. A half. That's perfect. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I grew up Catholic. Um, my parents still were, uh, uh, you know, I went to Catholic school and all that. So we, we went to mass and we did all that, but it was a, it was a very, um, you know, they call it cradle Catholic. I don't know what the the uh, evangelical term is for that, but um, you know, it's it's sort of you do you do the things, but I don't know if there's really anything going on in your heart, um, right. kind of thing. And uh, when I got to to college, um, you know, uh, I would say within, I mean, I, I I'll just say for the for for the uh, for a great narrative that it was the day I showed up. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and I saw, you know, here I am going to school in Los Angeles. There's, I'd never seen so many beautiful women in my entire life. You know, all, all, it was like, what is this place? <laughs> you know, what is going on? Right. And I think, you know, subconsciously or, or consciously just made a decision that it wasn't that I didn't believe in God anymore. It was just that God's not relevant to, to my life. It, it doesn't affect what I want to pursue and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like I became an atheist, but it was definitely like, hey, God, like, you're cool. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. Um, and that went on for you know, probably about eight years. Even when I, I got into the industry, I did all the, um, all the all the things that I'm sure everybody knows you can do in the industry, the parties, the drugs, the, 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 the alcohol, all, all these things. And um, it wasn't until and, – and really miserable, mm. but – you know, you just sort of accept it and you say, well, this is just the way things are. This is life. Um, uh, and, and it really took, so I ended up getting a job a few years into the industry with a company called Empower Pictures. Um, and, and the CEO of this was a guy named Steve McAvity. Steve had been Mel Gibson's partner at Icon for 30 some years. And this was sort of his, it's kind of, I, I want to do my own thing at the end before I retire kind of uh, company. And uh, there was another guy there named John Shepard um, who had, had produced a lot of fake films. And um, and I walked into this company as sort of the cool Hollywood guy. And I, I was shocked. The first meeting I showed up to, these guys were praying. Yeah, these men were awesome. praying in the room before the meeting. And I was like, this is weird. Like, what are these guys doing? Um, <laughs> That's great. You know, uh, you know, hey, and they'd always invite, you know, it wasn't a like, hey, you got to be in this room and you got to pray with us. It was always an invitation, right? You know, hey, come join us for prayer before the meeting starts. And I was always a little bit like, no, you, you guys do your thing. That's fine. Uh, but we got real business to talk about. Come on, guys. Um, so I was there for five years and it was just a slow, transformative um experience again i'd never been around christian men in the industry uh and if i had they weren't they weren't really practicing um i had never been around um people that put faith above their careers that was weird too to me um i'd never been around people that treated you know employees in a way that was like it's not really about Mm. the job it's about how can we transform you and help you and your your own endeavors and your own ministries. It was, it was an incredible experience. And, and, um, but, uh, the, the moment of real foundational change was there was this gal that showed up, um, uh, and she was a host on a TV show and she was interviewing my bosses. And I still remember thinking to this day, Holy cow, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I, I've got to, who is this woman? Comes and goes. Uh, but about a month later, she shows back up. Uh, whatever she was hosting, it was some some kind of early stage TV show that didn't pan out. She interviewed then for um, an assistant job with my boss. I thought, wow, okay, this is, um, this is incredible. And uh, we started hanging out. Uh, Joanna's her name, my wife now. Um, <laughs> we started hanging out, and about you know six weeks in, we get to know each other pretty well. We're working 
side by side all the time. And she says to me, so you're, you're a Christian? I said, yeah, of course I'm a Christian. Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And this was the first time in my entire life that somebody called me out Mm. and, and I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm a Christian. You know, I grew up Catholic. I'm a Catholic. She said, you're living with your girlfriend. I see you show up every day hungover. So you're partying out in Hollywood. Um, How is that a Christian lifestyle? What are you talking about? And it really affected me. Wow. And I don't know if it was an ego or a pride thing, but it was like, okay, that really bothers me. Why does that bother me? Um, and obviously, as you, as you all know, it's not overnight, but it just started the wheels turning mm-hmm. here and here. And, it, and it, um, it just really affected me. I started to go to mass again with Steve. Steve would go to daily mass around noon um, in Santa Monica. We were in Santa Monica, California. And I just started going with him. I don't know what I, I don't think I had a plan, but I just started going. Conversations just started happening with others at the company. You know, it was a great mix of Catholics and Protestants and, and, and non-denominational, all these things. And, but really solid Christian men. Um, and they just kind of walked me through that journey of, um, you know, basically saying, look, it's in you. It's, it's there. You just gotta, you gotta start living it. You gotta start breathing it. Right. You know, this stuff, this stuff has to become priority and then everything else is going to fall in place for you. Um, not talking career wise or anything, but just, just as a, as a good human being. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a journey. I, I it, like I said, it wasn't overnight. You know, I had to rip off the bandaid at some things, you know, I had to, I, I had to move out, you know, broke up with my girlfriend, moved out. Cause I was feeling like this isn't, this doesn't feel right anymore. This is very convicting. And then it's just kind of snowballed from there into, um, you know, just, just again, finding that purpose. And, um, but like, you, you know, you all know, it's not, it's not an easy thing. You know, you go through ups Mm -hmm. and downs and you fall flat on your face here and there. And, um, but I'm just grateful. It's, it's changed my life. It's changed the direction of my life. You know, I was making, I was making horror movies and bad video game movies and, and, um, and to even think back then, if somebody would have come to me and said, Hey, uh, you know, you're going to end up making some Bible movies and some faith movies. I would have said, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> Got what jokes. Are you talking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no yeah. way. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's sort of the yeah. overall. And and now, you know, if I can kind of leave off on one thing, it's it's um, it's been the the transformation of. It's not about me. Right. Amen. It's not about me anymore. It's about. I'll do the work. I want to do the work, but God, you got to you got to show me what you want. Mm-hmm. You, you got to, you got to guide me here. You got to tell me the stories to tell. You got to tell me how to tell these stories. Um, and I don't know, there's a, such a beautiful freedom in that, right? Yeah. When you just give it over and you say, Hey, I'm here to do the work, but whatever that means, I have no expectations. I'm just here to do the work. And uh, so that's, that's kind of a recap. I don't know. Wow, That's awesome. <laughs> that, praise God. I, I know what you mean. Cause I remember the first time, you know, I preached uh, the, my first, like literally my first words out of my mouth were hell just froze over. I'm up here preaching. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like, how did you, you never thought that, you know, 20 years later you'd be doing these things. And I can imagine what it was like to, to, uh, you know, all of a sudden start directing these Bible movies and it's like, Oh, Oh my goodness. You know, Kind of a shell shocker. So you married your wife. Uh, do you guys have any kids yet? Yeah, we've got five kids. Awesome. Uh, four girls, one boy. Um, yeah, we've been married thirteen years, and um, yeah, just just it's a it's a process every day, isn't it? Yes, it is. I've got uh, I've got four kids myself as well. So Beautiful. I get it. Congratulations. So so why don't you walk us up? I, I you know you've. Tell us about some of the movies that you directed and let's kind of move into the blind there. Sure. And sure. Um, so I made a film, a, a really tiny film called full of grace. Um, this was probably six, seven years ago um, with no expectations. Um, I had actually, uh, this is probably an important thing to know before we get into the blind. Cause it kind of frames uh, a little bit of why I jumped on the project, but um, 
I made a, I made these uh, this sci-fi thriller uh, years ago called The Last Light, mm-hmm. um, and it ended up doing really well. It ended up winning a bunch of these very strange uh, horror thriller festivals uh, that are out there. Um, and I had agents and managers at the time, and there was this moment where basically they said, look, people are loving this film. We're going to get you out there. We're going to put you in front of all these studio heads and, and these executives. And um, uh, our marriage at the time was a little, was pretty rocky. Uh, we had decided that I was going to go out and do these films on my own. And that, that's not healthy. You know, it ended up being three, four months away from my wife. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of in, you know, unfortunately, a lot of film sets, uh, they feel like summer camp a little bit. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, we all have a free pass. You know, we all can get drunk together every night and do these things. It's really not a healthy environment unless you create that environment, um, which, which we now try to do. But anyway, um, and, uh, I was taking these meetings, uh, with the heads of these studios and, and, and I'm no joke. It was, um, people saying, Hey, we, we love this film. What do you want to do? You know, we want to work with you. What do you want to do? We got a stack of scripts here. You can direct any of them. Um, or, or is there something you want to, you want to do, you know, and I'm talking about Sony and Paramount and, and, uh, Universal and Warner Brothers. I'm talking about the the big boys. I had this thought and I still remember it. And again, for, for dramatic purposes, I'll say it was within, you know, 48 hours, 24 hours. I I don't quite remember how long it was, but it was around then. I had this thought after these weeks of meetings Things are not going well with my marriage. Mm. You know, people get divorced all the time. It's it's probably for the best. I'm clearly, I've got this other trajectory. It's not working out. We're, wow. And we're not doing this thing right. So I had this thought. I remember this thought pops into my brain. And it was, it was a serious consideration. From that moment, and again, whether it was 24 hours, 40 hours, doesn't matter. I went from ready to direct some whatever big movie I wanted, whatever situation I wanted to put myself into, to nothing. Hmm. Radio silence. God didn't just close the door. It was like, close the door, lock the door, bricked it up. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I can't get a phone call back. Wow. I can't get an email back. I call my agents and managers every day. What's going on? I just had this great meeting. They said these things. We don't know. We can't, we, they're not. They're not getting back to us. He said, "What door?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I go through uh, like, and it's and it's like terrifying. You know, if you've ever well, it doesn't matter these days. Wherever you live, it's expensive. Right. Um, but you know, one month of no work, two months, three months, four months, six months, eighteen months, no work. Oh my gosh. I start I start applying to Starbucks, start applying to Costco. Oh, wow. I can't even get an interview. Not that I have tangible skills as a filmmaker to do anything else, but <laughs> I can't get a I can't get a job. I can't get a job interview. So we burn through all of our savings. Um and we end up packing up the we sell everything. We 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 lose our lease. We pack up the car. My oldest daughter's two at the time. Um so we have a two year old. We pack up the car. And we're like, what do we do? We can't afford LA. What do we do? So we end up driving up north. uh, And we end up living in my in-laws basement for the next year and a half. Wow. I'm still trying the dream, but, but I feel like the dream's over. You know, it's done. I I don't know what you're doing. God, I'm mad at God. I'm super angry. Uh, It's like, we're not on speaking terms right now. Right. Um, and this is important to the story. Sorry, it's taking me a while to get That's there. That's okay. That's good. But I get the, I get this call. Uh, this is probably, we had moved into my in-laws. I get this call out of the blue. I don't know how this guy got my number. I get this call out of the blue from this guy named Eric Groth um, out in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. And I, you know, it's a random call. He said, hey, are you, you're the guy that did The Last Light? Uh-huh. Oh, I saw that movie. Are you a Christian? Uh, yes. Um, oh, I thought so. Cause there were so many themes and so many, you know, great things in there. I could tell. 
And I'm sitting here thinking, how did you get my number? Who is this guy? He goes, he goes, so I'm a youth minister, youth pastor out in St. Charles, Illinois. And I just want to know if you'd ever be interested in, in writing a Bible movie. Wow. Uh, and I wish I could say, oh man, yeah, like my life's <laughs> changed. I said, no, thank you. Absolutely not. Um, appreciate it though. Thanks. So he says, oh, no worries. Okay. So hang up. Another year goes by. Because it was oh almost a year to gosh. the day. He must have had it on his calendar. And by the way, I'm I'm not working during any of this. You know, we're we're on food stamps up here in Washington. A, about a year later, um, and at this point, God and I had wrestled through a lot of things, as you can imagine. Wow. I mean, really wrestled. Wow. I get this. I and I kind of given up. I really had it uh, about film being even a thing. You know, I'm still trying to get work in town, and um, I get this call again out of the blue. Same guy. And he just says, hey, I know it's been about a year since we chatted, and I just wanted to check in again. Are any interest in doing Bible movies? If not, totally, totally cool. I'll leave you alone. And at that point, I was just like, sure, man, whatever. Right. I, you know, <laughs> again, it wasn't this revel- revelation or anything. It was just like, you know what? I'm, I, I've got nothing else to do. So, yeah, let's, let's sit and chat. So I meet with this guy. Fly, they fly me out. I meet with this guy. And you know, it's all the things of the hallmark of like a, a a church, you know, hey, we've got this wealthy guy who goes to church with us and he's willing to put in $30,000 right. to make a movie for $30,000. Like, dude, it, like, okay, yeah, let's see. Maybe we make a short film. Right. We'll make a short. And I said, what do you want to make the movie about? And he said, honestly, it's up to you. You make it about whatever you want. So I just started praying. And that's right. where a lot of this our conversation is going to going to go, which is just saying, God, I, this seems so silly to me, but what do you want to do? What should we do? And I just felt this this real specific call to go back to the be- he, I just felt it in my spirit of this. Go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Mm. I was like, oh, OK. So I just I was praying over it. And I just felt like, you know, I've never seen anything that looked at the last days of Mary's life. You know, here we have technically the first Christian, right? The first person to say yes to Christ. Um, what was her experience after the fact? We don't know. Right. Um, and then I, I started to kind of read and do all that. And then I started, reading, oh, Peter. Oh, man, look at all this stuff in Acts about Peter struggling to figure out where is the church at? Are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Are we circumcising people? Are we not circumcising people? What are we doing? You know, all this drama of like, okay, this is pretty fascinating. So we we just kind of embark on this crazy idea of let's just make a movie. We shot it in ten days about the la- the last week of kind of Mary's life and how the church kind of transitions into into what is Peter really doing here in this situation? He's got other churches questioning everything he's doing. He's kind of going back into the past and thinking of okay, what did Christ tell me? He told me this, and it's not quite helpful with that. You know, all wow. this kind of. Broil stuff. So we make this movie full of grace, no expectations. Um, we don't even have a distributor. It wasn't even a movie until we started editing, and it was like, hey, we could probably make this an eighty-five minute thing. Um, and we start just traveling around and showing it, just everywhere we can. So we end up on the road for about a year. We go everywhere, all around the world. You know, we're showing it in Italy. Wow. We're showing it in Bethlehem. We we screened it to Palestinian Christians in Bethlehem. And you're, it was the first time in my entire life that people were watching this movie, and all glory to God here, this isn't an ego thing. People are watching this movie, and they're in tears. Mm. And you're just saying, whoa, that person's like really moved over there. After the screaming, people coming up to you saying, that's like, this mattered to me because of this. And they're, they're, wow. there's something going on in their life. And so you start, wow, okay, maybe film and stories really do impact people's hearts and their minds. We make this little movie. I'll cut to the chase, which is about a year later, we do the last screening in Los Angeles and it's just friends and family. Uh, Lo and behold, in the back, there are two executives from Sony, a firm, Rich Peluso and Josh Nadler. They come up to me after the movie and they're like, this is, this is beautiful. We've never seen anything like this. Um, It's a little small for us to distribute, but if you want to do another one, we would, we would green light it right here and now. And I had felt 
the last couple of weeks before that screening, God kind of pushing me to, to Paul. And it was really a tell, tell Paul's story. And I said, well, I was thinking about maybe tackling Paul next. And they said, we've been looking for a Paul movie for 10 years. If oh, you want to wow. do the Paul movie, <laughs> we're in. Um, and that was that. And then wow. about a year and a half later, we're in Malta with Jim Caviezel and James Faulkner shooting the Paul movie. Um, wow. Anyway, that, that's a long story to get to, uh, you know, here we are talking about the blind now. It's It's been an incredible journey. Wow, that is great. I have seen the the Paul, but it was a really, really well done movie. You did a great job with that too. So you can just tell that um, people are trying to are finally understanding that Christian movies need you know need to have the the Hollywood flair behind it, but still keeping the message of the gospel within its uh, within its reach. And you did a really good job with that too. So. What a great, great testimony and a great story. I love watching God work in your life, and you're actually listening to what God has. Even though you're wrestling with him, you're like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll step out in faith. And uh, for you to go from where you were to a $30,000 movie that ends up taking you to where you are now, that's uh, that does take a lot of faith. So how did you get into um, how did you get into the story with uh, Phil and Kay Robinsons? How did, how did that work out? So the new movie is called The Blind. And it is, uh, it's the, really the backstory of, of Phil and Kay. And uh, how did you get into that? Uh, yeah, I had a, a producer friend of mine. We hadn't worked together, uh, Brittany Yost, uh, but we kind of knew each other from the same you know, faith circles. And um, she had sent me the script and said they're looking for a director. And um, I read the script and it was good, um, but it kind of, it, it veered a, a little bit more towards the Duck Dynasty kind of brand of kind of the, a lot of humor, a lot of comedy, some anecdotal stuff. And um, again, all good stuff. Uh, right. But I felt like maybe not for me. I, I, I really, you know, have kind of started to, I just really love redemptive stories, really love, you know, grittier stuff a little bit. Um, and I had just happened. Well, nothing happened is happenstance, <laughs> but um we had had that conversation. I thought, you know, I, I remember watching the Duck Dynasty series, but it had been years. Um, and so I just started looking up Phil Robertson. And the first thing that popped up was him giving his testimony in front, you know, one of these giant churches. Right. Um, and I was just enthralled. I mean, I just didn't, you know, and maybe I, I'm, I'm ignorant in this department, but I just had never heard his story. I just didn't know that was how, you know, all these right. kind of crazy things and, uh, so hearing that was so powerful. So I called Brittany back and said, Hey, I like, have you guys ever thought about is, is, should this be the movie? Like, this is, this is incredible. And it's true. And all this stuff happened to the family and to him. Right. And, um, and she said, well, you know, you could pitch it and you could see if the family is, you know, it's going to be down to the family if they're into right. it. Um, and so we kind of came up with, with some ideas working with a couple other great, you know, all of them are great. Um, uh, but Zach Dasher, producer on the film he's phil's nephew he really was the one that kind of put all of this together um he loved that he, he was like I, i've always wanted to kind of tell this version but we just didn't know quite how to get there and so we went down we met with phil and um phil really was just as simple as do you think that will help people yeah. and we just all said yeah like <laughs> i think people are really struggling now you know, I mean, they're, they've right. always been struggling, but especially over the last couple of years with COVID and, yes, and amen. You know, jobs and there's all, just the way the world is now. Like people are really wrestling with a lot of heavy things. And so, yes, we think your story will really help people. And he that was it. Uh, that was it. He said, great. OK, that's all I care about. Um, so that's kind of how, you know, in a nutshell, kind of how I came on board. And then it's just been an incredible process. The family's been so supportive from day one. And I mean, you, you had a conversation with Willie and right. they're just genuinely amazing people and hard to find authentic people like that, yes. to be honest. And, yeah. and um, they really are who they say they are. There's no sort of, Oh, in my spare time, I, I get in front of the cameras and do this, but I'm really this person over here. It's like, they, they're the exact same people you've met, you know, uh, uh, in, in person and then on TV. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how just I got involved. That is great. That is great. How long did it take you to to film the movie? We had about a, a twenty eight 
was it 28 30 day shoot so it was it was decent for a drama like this um you know we were probably down in louisiana uh for shreveport and and monroe for about four months um wow. all all said and done and then of course you know it takes forever to edit and uh sound design it and mu- put music in and all these things so yeah it's been about it i think i think i saw it on instagram Somebody was saying that it might have been Zach or his wife. It's been like a three-year journey. Oh wow! To, to literally today, from oh start my to goodness! Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have the patience for that. Like when I do something, <laughs> I want it done yesterday. Wow! I don't is... think I have the patience for it. But here, here we are. <laughs> well, that is amazing. I have seen the movie. Uh, I've been blessed to be able to to watch a, a preview of it, and uh, man, I can tell you that it it just grabs your heartstrings. And uh, watching. My favorite part is uh, when the pastor's sitting with Phil, and uh, Phil's like, I, "I don't. What am I supposed to do?" And the pastor just looks at him and goes, "You have to die." Like, no, oh, I just wrecked my world right then and there. So I don't want to give up much more of the movie because it just gets it gets better from there. But um, what I what I loved about what you did and how you directed, you know, the, the story is that it was authentic. It didn't feel fake, you know, and I, I think a lot of, you know, pastors and leaders throughout the, the, the United States have this air of already figured it out when, and they lose that authenticity with their congregation or the crowd or their, their platform, whatever. And I think that's where people are wanting to know that, okay, well, they struggled just like I did. You know, you look at Phil and Kay and all the Duck Dynasty people right now, and they're, they're all multimillionaires and, but it, it started off pretty, pretty rocky. You know, they're all solid Christians, but it started off pretty rocky. You wouldn't have that if Phil hadn't gone through what he went through and then finds Jesus and it changed generations after that. And uh, the way that you told the story was amazing. I appreciate the way that you brought that in. I appreciate that. No, you said it, you said it perfectly. It's like, it's amazing when you see this and you realize the ripple effect that it's had through not only Phil and Kay's relationship and with their kids, but also, yeah, grandkids and, and future generations. And I, and you, you nailed it. it without Phil's heart change and conversion. None of this happens. There is no duck right. dynasty. There's, there, there's, I don't know. There's probably no family. Awesome. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. It's crazy. Right. Well, what an, uh, what an amazing story. Uh, and it opens up tonight, correct? It opens up tonight, so, All right. so here we go. All right, so people need to get out and get the, especially over the weekend, the first weekend, first couple of weekends are huge for movies, and it it kind of dictates where uh, and how many more uh, theaters will actually open it up to it. So make sure that you, you can get online at the blind, uh, I think it's the blind the movie or blind... TheBlindMovie.com. BlindMovie.com. You can grab tickets, go to your local theater, make sure that you get tickets there as well. Um, and uh, let's support this movie. If we want, if we as Christians want to see good quality movies, we have to get out and support these things. Don't wait till it comes on Netflix and all. Go out in the first few weeks and make sure that you support this movie. We've seen some great movies over the, this year come out, um, along with the Jesus Revolution and uh, the Sound of Freedom. A lot of good movies that have really taken off and uh, are, are being supported by the Christian fans. So make sure that you get out and do that. So that brings us up to where uh, kind of the, the next phase that you're going into, Andrew, is into the new movie called The Heartmender. Um, won't you tell us a little bit about that? And then I'll introduce our, our other guests that uh, are involved with this new movie called The Heartmender. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very exciting stuff. So based on a Andy Andrews, a best-selling, you know, best-selling author based on one of his novels, um, fascinating World War II story that I don't think many people, I certainly didn't, uh, many people know this part of the war, which was um, basically, you know, the uh, Nazi subs, uh, German subs were were right off the Gulf Coast of America for quite some time. And, um, uh, but at the heart of this, it's a love story. It's, it's a beautiful kind of redemptive love story to people from very different backgrounds and, and histories coming together and, and realizing you know, that they're more akin to each other than not. And uh, so we're, we're really excited about it. Um, you know, I've just come on in the last couple months and uh, with the Noble Story uh, Company guys, they've been incredible. Um, and they, they've put a lot of uh, heart and soul into this for, for a while now. 
Mm, that's great. That's great. Well, that that brings us into the noble story, guys. Andrew Taraski. I knew I was going to mess Taraskis. I knew I was going to mess it up. I I got I got that. Uh, I've known it for up. years, and I still mess it up. I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> so so Andrew, another Andrew. Won't you go ahead and tell us uh, a little bit about noble story and how you got involved, and then uh, we'll bring uh, Edgar in here in just a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Andrew was mentioning that the blind was a three-year process up until this date, and he's joined the Heartmender in the past couple months. We're closer to that three-year mark on the Heartmender. So (laughs) we, um, as the production company, we're the ones who go out and find the stories that we think would make good movies. And um, this story was actually brought to us by our friend Edgar, who's here with us today. And we, we've we known Edgar for a while, and we were just catching up one day and um, said, hey, Edgar, you know, it'd be really fun to work together. Do you have any stories that, or any movies that you'd like to make? And Edgar said, yeah, you know, I got this, this one book written by a friend of mine, and I thought it would make a great movie. And we're like, okay, what's it about? And he and he told us, well, it's about German U-boats in the Gulf of Mexico. And I was like, wait, hold the phone, what? <laughs> and um, I immediately went, even while we were still talking, went on my phone and bought it on Amazon, read it, I think, in one afternoon. Wow. And said, called Edgar up and said, Edgar, we have to make this movie. Call your friend. Let's get the rights. Let's start working on this movie. And so that's led us to um, the process today. A little known fact, we actually developed this into a limited series um, before we adapted it into a feature film. So it's gone through quite a few adaptations, but um, it's just part of the movie-making industry. Here we are. Now we're making it into a movie. We came across Andrew Hyatt. We were working on another movie at the time, and I had sent a script over to Andrew for directing consideration, and he really fell in love with that project. We ended up shelving that project, but started a conversation saying, hey, I've got this other project, and um, he wanted to read the script and said, you know, I can get behind this. This is a pretty cool story. So that's where we are today. We're, We're pretty excited. We got a um, Andrews brought a lot of his uh, team members from the blind and from previous movies over to this project. So we're just stoked by the talent that's behind this thing. We're stoked by the powerful story that we get to bring to the screens. Wow. Um, excited for everyone to see this thing. That is awesome. I love how God works in, you know, in, the, in these ways, just kind of putting everything together. And uh, brought uh, you and uh, Andrew Hyatt together, and obviously Edgar Strubel. Strubel, is that how you pronounce your last name, Edgar? It's Strubel, yeah. Strubel, okay. All right. Well, uh, so obviously you brought the um, the the idea to Andrew uh, at Noble Story Company. How how did you uh, how did you get a hold of it, and what made you think that this would be a, gr- a good movie? Yeah, that's that's quite a story too in itself. Uh, I try and do the cliff notes. Um, back in the uh, late seventies and eighties, uh, uh, I was Penny Rogers' music director, and uh, toured with him for about fifteen years. The to the from him just starting off as a solo artist to you know being the Justin Bieber of the eighties. Wow. Yeah. During that time, we had a young comedian open for us who happened to be Andy Andrews. And I can't say that I was particularly chummy with him, but according to him, I was always kind to him. (laughs) And I thought, you know, it's one of the things I talk about. You never know when something like that can happen. If, if you're just kind of people. Right. And even though, and by the way, Hyatt, I have a backstory very similar to yours, <laughs> including the girl, the wife girl. Mine in, involves getting sober at a certain point in my life. So I can't imagine myself even being kind to somebody back in the 80s because I was just nuts then. Wow. But I was. And uh, fast forward to. About 10 years ago, I saw Andy Andrews speak at a Dave Ramsey event. 
and reached out to him prior to that event and said, hey, I'm going to be in the audience. You know, can I say hi? And he said, oh, my goodness, yes. I haven't seen you in 20 years, and here's upgraded tickets. And after after that, a box of stuff arrived on my doorstep, and it was every book and every DVD or, excuse me, audio (laughs) book that Andy Andrews had ever written, including his two bestsellers. And in that pile was the Heartmender. And so I started reading Andy Andrews. I, you know, I always loved him. And his books were to die for. There's some really, he has a couple really, really great titles. And But the one that resonated with, with me the most was the Heartmender. And it was a story, uh, as we've talked about, about German submarine operations off the Gulf Coast of Mexico during World War II. And it is a partially true story. Mm. Now, exactly how much of the story is true, I'm not sure we'll ever know. But <laughs> but there were uh, German POW camps near uh, that area in Alabama during World War II. And it's highly possible that there was someone from a German submarine who washed ashore and ended up uh, with a... A young lady from that area. Wow, and that—that that is, of course, the romance in this story. Uh, but I have always felt that that was going to be a movie, and I asked Andy about it, and he said, "Oh, I got an option on it." So I let it go for a couple of years, and every couple of years I would kind of check back with him. And finally, the last time I asked him, he said, "Well, I just signed another option." I know, okay. And then a day later, he called back and said, "Actually, I haven't signed the option yet." Let's talk about this. And through uh, a several several different conversations, I ended up um, basically getting permission to run with it as a producer. So I reached out to to my at that time acquaintances, uh, Andrew Andrew and uh, Adam Noble Story Company. And they saw the light in that, too, and came alongside me, and we put together a team, and they bought the rights to the story, and we've been whacking away at it. As Andrew said, it was a series for a while. We've been whacking away at it for over a couple of years now. Wow. That is great. That is great. Now, how did you get in, Edgar, how did you get into producing movies? Or is this your first one? No, I've okay. done several uh, Harold Kronk, who directed God's Not Dead, right. is a friend of mine, and we grew up in the same nothing town in western Michigan, Scottville, Michigan, population 1,250. Mm-hmm. And although we're from different generations, we were able to get together through a mutual friend. And he was trying to promote a, a project that I'd helped him fund and sleeping on my couch in Los Angeles. And um, he said, hey, I've got these scripts. And I, well, I looked at him and I said, well, there's this, this is a great little story, Mickey Matson and the Copperhead Conspiracy. And I kind of like that. We might go back to Michigan yeah. and raise a few hundred thousand dollars and make a movie. He said, well, would you help me produce it? And I said, well, sure. You know, it can't be anything worse than producing a record. And so, <laughs> That was that was just ridiculous, <laughs> but I didn't know any better. And uh, to Harold's credit, he approached my time there with a teacher's heart. So I learned you know, the difference between a grip and a best boy, and uh, and um, I learned the movie business. That was a little over ten years ago. Wow! So I've done four or five, six feature films since then. Wow. Wow, well, that is amazing. What a! I love to hear the backstories of you know the story that you guys are trying to tell because I think, man, if more people could hear you know kind of how a movie takes place, you know, or comes together, they'd understand that you know not especially in the faith faith world. I mean, we know that it's not it's not luck. It's, it wasn't happenstance. It was God kind of orchestrating all this together to to put you all together to to hopefully we'll someday we'll be able to see this. Uh, this movie called Heartmender uh, on the big screen. And uh, I know that that, that is your guy's goal. Um, so and a little, a little other um, interesting story that we found out since working together, Edgar mentioned that, you know, when he first approached Andy, this was under option. 
Um, and Andrew High was mentioning uh, back in his crazy days, he was working for Empower Pictures. Well, one of the early versions of this movie actually crossed, might have been actually Andrew's desk back at Empower Pictures, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Wow. And so here we are, you know, decade later, and we're all working on this project together. That is great. Now, how, um, it, maybe Andrew Hyatt, this is a question for you. Where, um, where do you see this going as far as, you know, bringing faith into it or redemption? Like you, you said you like to write and, and direct stories that, that involve redemption. Um, how does this, how does this play into that kind of uh, storyline? Yeah, I think it's a little simpler in a way than than a lot of these other ones um, because it's it's just naturally throwing two very different people together that are from two sides of the war. So you you have a German and a an American widow, um, and you know their, their early interactions go exactly how you would imagine that going in, right. in the height of the war, um, which is I'm going to kill you right. basically. Um, but then you know I think it's just. It's, it's just a beautiful statement on humanity, on find, how do we find humanity in one another when maybe the world's circumstances and situations tell us you're supposed to hate these people, mm-hmm. you know, you need to hate these people. How, how do you even look at someone as a human being? And, and I, I, I don't know that answer without faith. I actually don't. I, I couldn't tell you. Wow. Um, you know, I don't know if it's possible. Maybe it is. And maybe I'm not giving human beings enough credit, but um, I just don't know how it's possible without faith to to look beyond that hatred and start to treat somebody, you know, how, how you would want to be treated, right? I mean, that's kind right. of a, a basic of the gospel. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how, that's how this plays out. And it's a great love story, which I've always wanted to do a great kind of, you know, epic love story. But But at the heart of it, you know, no pun intended. It really is about, I've been through tragedy. You've been through tragedy. Maybe we can find a common denominator there that we can start looking at each other as, as human beings, you know, created by God rather than what the world says we're supposed to think about each other. Uh, so there's beautiful moments of that. And I, I wouldn't say it's preachy or heavy handed. I, w- I would say it's Andy did a great job with the, with the book and the story of, of just letting it organically play out, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the moments feel like two people stuck in an unfortunate situation trying to navigate it, but it doesn't feel like, oh, let me let me preach to you about my right. philosophy of life. Let me preach to you. It's just sort of like it's awkward. It's right. like uh, like I should turn this guy in. I have a Nazi. <laughs> He ends up not being a Nazi. I got to throw that out there right now because that's, it. that's that's really important to the story. But I've got this German on my couch, right? Who's, who's been shot? What what am I supposed to do? Well, if I just look at him as a human being and not a German, I should take care of this guy. I should I should again, no pun intended. I should mend his wounds. I should offer him food. I should because that's the that's the that's the right thing to do. Right. Um, mm, that's but good. that's not easy right. at all. Yeah. That's not easy at all. So. Yeah, I'm excited about how, you know, how do you let two actors uh, let that really breathe right. and let that play out so that the audience really goes on the ride of, wow, this feels real. This feels like if this happened yeah. to me, you know, I'm not going to be able to think mm. of an equivalent today, but that you'd say, whoa, okay, no, this is real. This is how it might go down. Well, it's the scripture of love yeah. your enemy. You know, uh, it's you, you, no matter what, you're, our goal as Christians, man, if Christians did this more often, is to love you know, instead of, you know, just mouth off the things that we do, but actually love people, which is an action word. It's not, uh, it's something that we do for people that would make, uh, make the world a lot better place if we actually did those things. And if I, you know, if I can hop in and just speak on it, I got the pleasure of uh, being able to check out the script uh, a little bit early and, you know, read the book. And it really does take you on this, um, this pull, you know, you're, you're wanting to not root for um for this guy because you know quote unquote he's the enemy but it tugs at your humanity um you know and and the the film does a great job of just like easing that in and then by the end of it you're like you're just rooting for him which is 
again, a very interesting pool because you know the history of, of World War II and you know the story of the Nazis. And then you're just like, okay, he's not a Nazi, but hold on. Like, uh, what does that look like? He's not a Nazi. Then why is he fighting? And, uh, and this just emotional roller coaster. It was, yeah, it was a great yeah. read and um, I'm stoked. Yeah, I just got through watching the Band of Brothers uh, again. You know, it's oh yeah, I think it came out in two thousand and one, and you know now it's on Netflix. And I just watched the series over the last couple of weeks. And when you're talking about that, I'm thinking, man, they wouldn't go over in the Band of Brothers; they'd shoot them right, <laughs> all right, being German. But uh, what a what a great story, and what a great way that uh, that God is lining all of this up uh, up for you guys. So, Andrew, how is Noble's story, you know, how are you going to market this out um, to the public? You know, because you kind of have two veins. You either have kind of the, the church faith vein or you have the secular vein and hope the church gets involved behind it. Uh, not to put you on the spot by any means, but, like, wh- what do you vision that out looking like? Yeah, you know, I think what um, really drives our company is um, – Creators who have amplified the truth of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, but have played well in the mainstream market. If you think of people like C.S. Lewis, The Chronicles of Narnia is one of the best right. pieces of literature in the Christian faith, and yet nobody ever calls it a Christian book. Right. In fact, Netflix is making a series on The Chronicles of Narnia right now, and I'm yeah. pretty sure they're not classifying it as a Christian <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> Yeah, they'll probably end up ruining it. (laughs) Yeah, but it's this beautiful thing of um, allowing faith to be displayed in a way that people, regardless of their backgrounds, can can ingest it and, you know, break it down and think about it. Uh, One of the things that I'm very passionate about is um, a lot of times we say that, you know, if you're making a Christian movie – you know, I hear a lot of people pitch it to investors. We're taking the gospel to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And that is true to some extent, but I think there are a lot of people that don't go and see it because it's a Christian movie and that's not where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about, hey, if we're going to have a conversation with people, we need to make sure that there's somebody there that we're talking to. Right. So how do we get them in to the theater to listen to these stories? How do we get them to listen to the truth? So that the truth can change their life. That's great. I had to so, go ahead. You know, in the same way that the Chronicles of Narnia appeals both to the church and the mainstream market, that's going to be the backbone of our strategy with this film is the church will recognize followers mm-hmm. of Christ will recognize the truth in this story. Right. But people, regardless of their background, can come in and be, you know, enraptured in just an entertaining story and also challenged by this very different way of thinking about people and wonder, you know, if we've done our job right at the end of the day when they leave the movie theater, they're wondering, man, would I have reacted that same way in this Mm. situation? What what caused you know, Helen, our main character, to respond that way. What caused Joseph to treat her this way? Crazy. So, that's awesome. That's, that's our a, goal. I uh, I had the director and the producers from Nefarious uh, on when the when that movie came out. I, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but they kind of went the secular route, and it's a it's a really good movie. It's called Nefarious, um, and it's got uh, the dude from Boondock Doc Sinks. Um, oh, I just went brain dead. But anyway, they so they kind of they kind of just did a um, you know a, a secular style movie, but it's got God all the way through it, and it, it's really it's yeah. about a guy who's in prison, he's getting ready to go to death row, and he's possessed, um, and but they got a psychiatrist in front of him, and they just have this 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 dial this um, debate, if you will. Uh, just about what the you know Satan is doing to the world, you know, is is really what it is. And you look at the the poster for the movie, and it looks like a a, a major horror flick, you know, kind of deal. But man, it's got God peppered all throughout it, and Jesus peppered all throughout it, and it, they did a really good job with uh, that. So. Sean Flannery. Sean Flannery is who yeah, was who yeah who of. was in it. Thank you. But um, all right, so what can we do for you guys and 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 with you guys as you guys uh, are are in the planning stages and getting ready to start promoting this? How can we come alongside of you, and how can our audience come alongside of you, and um, you know, one help promote the 
this movie and uh, and get excited about when you guys do start filming and get it out and and what can we do for you? Well, Jody, you said it best. Go out and buy a ticket and watch The Blind this yeah. weekend. Amen. Um, if The Blind does well, hey, you know, this is part of our industry, and a rising tide lifts all ships. Mm-hmm. And so let's go help The Blind do well this weekend. That's going to directly impact our project. Not only do we have the director of The Blind working on our project, but like I said, it's the same industry. Right. And we need Christians to say, I value this in an industry that's increasingly amplifying darkness Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, and evil. We need to stand up and say, you know what? There needs to be more light in the movie theaters. There needs to be more redemptive stories. So go and support that movie. As far as um, The Heartmender, follow us on Instagram. It's a great way to stay in touch. Um, Follow Andrew Hyatt on Instagram. See what he's up to. Um, we all have Instagram channels, so that's probably the best way to stay in the know. Awesome. And those will be in the comments for everybody as well. But by the way, guys, we've all seen the blind and uh, previewed it. And it's arguably one of the better movies to, to happen this year. It's a, has a really huge emotional impact on me. And, uh, I just want to amen that even more. It's a great film. Go see it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, really quick, Edgar, what do you have uh, in the future? You got anything else coming out uh, that you're working on, or are you just trying to get this out and uh, enjoy uh, the – you might as well go ahead and get out of Michigan between now and spring. You're not going to be about anything but snow. No, no I, I'm not crazy about January and February. And yeah, there's better things to do than shovel snow. Yeah. So uh, I've got a couple of – I'm still in the music business, and i got a couple of Christmas concerts coming up in, right in the front end of uh, December. And then I'll uh, go back to my home in California and, and spend some time with my family and my wife and um, and prep for this. Hopefully, we get this movie shot. And praise God. Now, what part of uh, what part of California are you from? I'm uh, I live in uh, Santa Clarita in Newhall proper. It's about thirty miles north of Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's where I'm originally from. Awesome. As well. Andrew Hyde, how about you? Um. Yeah, obviously this weekend I'll just be, you know what, I'm just going to sit back. I'm not going to check the box office and do all that roller coaster. Um, just do some family stuff. And um, but yeah, I, got, I, I have a film coming out, Greg Kinnear film coming out at the Heartland Film Festival next week. Awesome. So I'll be I'll be out in the Indianapolis next Friday. I think it opens the, the festival. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just this this beautiful movie. We're just hoping if we can get this up and running early next year, uh, so that, that people can see it around next the end of next year. As you know, these things take forever, but right. <laughs> that would be a, that'd be a gift. So um, yeah, just just excited to meet these guys, and it, it's amazing what God starts to do. You know, and I'm sure everybody here has this experience when when you just allow God to kind of work through it. You just end up meeting incredible people and uh talented and but man just having the same heart and the same vision for for the world is a game changer and so i'm grateful to have met these guys you know and and to give your audience hope out there 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 is a growing community like this of of very like-minded strong believers that have an artistic bent that like andrew said really just want to see options in the theater and on your television screens of you know what you don't have to watch this you can watch this and the quality is just as good and the story is going to resonate much more with you um so yeah just you know prayers for all of us uh from your audience would be amazing as we keep keep embarking on this this journey amen that's great great so andrew how about noble noble story how are you what do you guys got in the future yeah we've got um we've got all sorts of uh projects that we're working on where there's one that we're working on with the u.s military that we're excited to get off the ground um can't really say much about the details of that <laughs> you know these things they're all it's the film industry it's all right. shaping up and it's all fluid but right. i can't say we're very excited um about what's going on with the company and we're excited to share more information as we can but okay. very busy um, we've mentioned a couple of Christian philosophers today and, uh, 
there may or may not be a project related to some of those coming out. Amen. <laughs> Again, okay. too early to say any of these details, but there's a lot of exciting stuff going on behind the scenes. Well, great. Well, great. Well, guys, we will be praying for you and um, all that you do, and, and we want to um, pray that God will just continue to give you that spiritual boldness that uh, allows you to, to stand firm in an industry that doesn't necessarily like what you do or sometimes what you say, and uh, we'll try to hold you down, including the social media companies as well. And we pray that you're able to to reach uh, millions, even if not billions, for the sake of the gospel and uh, for the sake of uh, of uh, your visions uh, with all of the, from the directing to the producing uh, to all of that. And we thank you for what you do in standing up for, uh, for the faith. Um, we love you guys, and we'll be praying for you. And uh, let us know if there's anything that we can do to help you to, to get it out there. We'll be there for you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you for having Amazing. us. Amen. Yeah, thank you. All Thanks right. so much. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Y'all have a great day. And, uh, folks, make sure that you go out and see The Blind. It opens tonight and this weekend. Get your tickets. Get your groups together. Get your small groups together. Get your church together and go out and watch The Blind. And uh, let's see it soar in the box office. Love you guys. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.